Welcome to Movie Time Capsule, where I tell my guests that the world is ending and that they must choose the movies that shape their lives and place them in their own time capsule. Today is a special episode because it's all about Tom Hanks movies. The person who I chose to be on this episode is a very funny guy. He loves the crap out of Tom Hanks. I think you're really going to enjoy hearing about his choices. I gave him the additional challenge of having no repeat answers, so each question must have a new answer. As a bonus, we're going to do some Tom Hanks trivia, and you can play along because it's all true or false questions. And before we get things going, I have a favor. Once you finish the episode, let me know if you enjoyed this new format that we're trying out. You can go to Apple Podcasts, write a review, and tell me if you have a a new filmmaker or actor that you want to see featured, and that would be amazing. Let's do this. It is time... To talk about movies, all your favorites, all your loved ones. We will hear them and we'll cheer them. It is time for Movie Time Capsule. Today with me, I have one of my favorite people in the world to watch movies with. We became best friends working in reality TV together. He is a piano prodigy, the man with a thousand voices. Welcome to the show, James Ehlers. Hello. <laughs> man with a thousand voices what a yeah i i yeah that's i i, I wouldn't put that under my billing uh normally but uh I, yeah i like to do voices you know you do voices all the time yeah and now you're now you're doing your carson daily voice we'll be right back with more voice after this that's right okay so i want to know since this is a different episode did you watch anything recently to get the juices flowing I watched a couple things recently, um, a couple Tom Hanks movies recently, not necessarily to get the juices flowing, but just because as I was thinking about them, I just loved it so much um, and uh, wanted to watch them again. Uh, This morning, I watched uh, Splash, one of Tom Hanks' very first movies uh, from the 80s, which is just hilarious, by the way. I mean, John Candy, come on. Like, it's it's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot he's in that. Yeah. And and Eugene um, Levy, Levy, he's the like crazy scientist in there that's trying to prove the mermaid is um, real yeah. and uh, gets you know the shit beat out of him the entire time. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> have you ever? We work in entertainment. Have you ever come across Tom Hanks in real life? I have not. And to be quite honest with you, uh, I you know I, I've met I've met my fair share of celebrities. Um, but I've always been sort of nervous about meeting Tom Hanks and. Maybe not for the uh, the reasons you might be expecting, like, oh, gosh, you want to make a good impression or, you know, you want them to like you or like, I don't really care that much about that. What I what worries me is that I'm going to meet him and he's not going to be what I think he is. <laughs> um, he's he's not going to be this like picture of Tom Hanks that I have from all the movies, this lovable character that's just going to, you know, America's uncle that's just going to wrap his arms around you and, and take care of you. But I think he is. I think he is that guy. Like you see him pop up and like he's running in Central Park and there's like a wedding on the bridge and he'll just like go in and take a selfie with the couple that's getting married and then run off. And he's just like, I think he is. He is the guy that you see on TV. I think he is just that great of a human being, which is why we're talking about him today, because he's such a lovable person. Yeah, um, I would love to meet the guy in person. And, and honestly, one of my friends did meet him in person. Um and he said he was nothing but that. Who is that? Uh, David McGlattery, uh-huh. a friend of mine. He, and he always carries a baseball around with him in case he meets a <laughs> ball player um, and wants him to sign it. And uh, he felt it appropriate to have Tom Hanks sign a baseball because, well. A league of their own. Right. So, uh, so that, was, that was pretty cool. And 
um, yeah, he's got the baseball now. Wow. Lucky, lucky David. Um, yeah. Tom Hanks, you can come on the movie Time Capsule anytime. But let's get into the capsule. Well, I've, yeah, I, I first wanted to just let you know that I'm super honored to be on this podcast, especially this episode, because I know how much you love Tom Hanks. Um, you better be. I know. And honestly, <laughs> like I was thinking about it when you invited me to, to come on as a guest. I just couldn't believe that I get to come on for the Tom Hanks episode. Like this, is, this is an important one for you, I, I'm yeah. sure. And I'm very nervous because I, I know the stakes here with the Tom, Tom Hanks movie choices. So, you know, I've, I've done my research. I don't want to let you down. I think I've got some good ones to lock up in the time capsule. Don't fuck this up. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I was going to ask if it was okay to swear because I do have, uh, um, you know. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. Well, here's the first time capsule question. What is your first movie memory of Tom Hanks? <sighs> All right. This one's going to be a little weird because uh, it's, it's Splash. All right. I remember loving this movie. I thought it was like hilarious. Um, as I said before, um, the John Candy and, and Eugene Levy and um, and uh, there's there's weirdly a lot of like physical comedy in, in with Eugene Levy in there. And so as a kid, I think that that really resonated with me. And, you know, I, I'm sure I didn't watch it at like five years old. Right. Yeah. Um, but I remember, I, I, I'm pretty sure we didn't have a lot of money, so we didn't go to the theater. They wouldn't have taken me anyway. We had to wait for this thing to actually make its, you know, way to tell, like, you know, uh, network television. Yeah. So they probably edited out all that stuff, <laughs> um, you know, with Daryl Hannah's ass and, and, and all that. Uh, but that is my first Tom Hanks memory. I, 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 it really is. And my parents were like crazy into Tom Hanks. And I think this is sort of where it started for me. I, I didn't even realize this till I started going over all the movies that I'd seen. And so many of them are from the 80s and 90s. And it was only because my parents were so obsessed with all of these movies that I actually watched them. Yeah, Splash. Okay. All right. Well, I know that you and I tend to talk in, in quotes from either TV shows, Seinfeld, or from movie quotes. I want to know, what is the quote from a Tom Hanks movie that you say the most in your life? This, this answer is a little tough for me because I feel like there's... A nice handful of them that I say, and and most of them are all from the same movie. Uh, but uh, the one that immediately came to mind, and it's kind of stupid, but it's just relevant because, like, you know, it's something you would say all the time, which is from Forrest Gump. He says, um, you know, he's meeting the president, and he's <laughs> drank all those Dr. Peppers, <laughs> and he's like. The president says, you know, hey, son, you know. How does it feel to be an all-American? Yeah, how's it feel to be an all-American? <laughs> he goes, I got to pee, you know? <laughs> and it's hilarious, but I, I quote it a lot because, well, what do you, you got to pee all the time. Um, <laughs> so that's the most quotable one for me. Um, another one from Forrest Gump, you know, I always just go, you know, I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is. I substitute love for whatever the situation might call, like, you know, I may not be a smart man, but I know what OLED TVs are, <laughs> you know, like you and I were just talking about TVs yesterday. Yeah. So, um, but you know, it's, uh, it's that, that there was another line from another movie, which I don't quote it from the movie, but it's just a hilarious piece. I just want to share it for a sec. Um, 
Catch Me If You Can, I feel like it's, it's not really a Tom Hanks movie so much as it is a Leo DiCaprio movie. Sure. But um, there's, uh, Tom Hanks is phenomenal in it, of course. And there's this one scene, and he's, he's such like, you know, he's an FBI detective, right? And he's trying to track down Leo, and he's so serious. He's so dedicated. This is his life's work at this point. And he's working with these two other agents, and they're driving along this car, and one of the other agents is telling this, you know, stupid story that he thinks is funny and um everybody laughs at it except tom um you know agent hand ready and he's uh he's sitting in the car and they're telling a story and everybody's laughing and he's just sitting there because he's so focused on the mission right he's like I, yeah yeah and they're like why aren't you laughing at it? like that's a great joke everybody laughs at that joke he's like what do you you think i'm not funny you want me to tell a joke and they're like oh my god yeah we, we'd love you to tell a joke yeah <laughs> come on he's like all right knock knock and they all go, who's there? He's like, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that comes from? It's, I, I don't know. I, I tend to say it a lot. In, you in say a, it all the time. I say it as sort of, a, I say it in a joking way. I rarely mean it, right? Um, and I, I, I can't help but think, but maybe that, that sort of joke has slipped into my subconscious and that's why it's funny to me and potentially offensive to others, which yeah. I'm, you know, as I'm getting older, trying to recognize where, uh, uh, you know, I want to be a mature person and not uh-huh. piss people off all the time. I mean, you did say it once very seriously to a, a stagecoach bus driver. Yeah, um, I, I did. My wife In the was, heat of a medical <laughs> emergency. My wife was in peril. Um, a, a diabetic emergency, if you will. Uh, and, uh, you know, I had a few drinks. And this guy was standing in between me and my wife. <laughs> me getting her the help that she needed. And I did not care. And he was not happy with me. <laughs> anyway, story for another day. So, are you, since you can only pick one movie per question, are you taking Forrest Gump off the table or are you going to put uh, Catch Me If You Can as your answer? If you ask me which one I say the most, I definitely say I got to pee the most, right? But I'm not using Forrest Gump for this answer because I got to use it later. There's, okay. there's reasons that you will find out later. This, this movie could be potentially an answer for every single question. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's, 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 uh, let's go with Go Fuck Yourselves right. from uh, Catch Me If You Can. Go Fuck Yourselves. Let's put it in. <laughs> All right. So if you had someone that you needed to cheer up and you decided to show them a movie to cheer them up, what Tom Hanks movie would you show them to cheer them up? I think this question depends upon what sort of cheering they need. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. But in general, I would say Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh. I almost can't even look at any clip or photo of Fred Rogers and not wonder why it's not Tom Hanks's face at, you know, after that movie. <laughs> um, he did such an amazing, like, Fred Rogers. He, he was so great. Um, and at the end of that movie, I remember feeling like, I want to make the world a better place. Like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to cry. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I feel like you see the good, um, you know, you see the good in the world through this man's, you know, life. And maybe it's just the, the goodness of Fred Rogers that, that makes you happy. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a ringer for somebody having a bad day. They can change the world just by being a, a sweet person and loving people, you know, yeah. you're getting, getting teary right now. I know. I'm about, I, to, about yeah. to curl over your yeah. eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on. Let's move on to something else then. 
But before we move on, I want to know, have you seen the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Yeah, I have. I've seen that one too. Cried. Yeah. Yeah. The ending, freaking, I think I, I don't cry much, but that one produced liquid tears off my face. I mean, I watched Mr. Rogers as a kid. I guess you don't realize it as a kid, but when you're older, you know, and you're thinking about, you know, for me, thinking about having kids and, and, um, you know, all your friends are starting to have kids and, and you get into the stage of your life where you're thinking, hey, we, we want this world to be a better place, not not for us, but for our, our children mm-hmm. and for the next generation. That guy did it, man. He he really instilled some goodness into the heart of an entire generation. And I think there should be more people in this world like that. Like if there were more people in the world like Fred Rogers Gosh, imagine, I, I don't even know where I'm going now because my, my brain, yeah. <laughs> we need a, a new Fred Rogers on TV or in, in some kind of medium to kind of fill the void of, of just positivity and kindness. And um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great to have another one for the, the new generation. I just don't know how it could ever happen though. Because if you look at his show, like, the show was bonkers, okay? Like, if you... A talking yeah. trolley. Yeah. If you, ha- if you have no heart at all, and you're just watching this thing, you're like, this is ridiculous. My it- kids are not watching this. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's, it's, it's... Why is he changing his clothes when he comes home? <laughs> yeah, I know. But you watch these documentaries, watch the movie, you, you really get the sense of exactly who this guy was, and you can't even really put your finger on it. But um, somebody needs cheering up, watch this movie... It'll make you want to be a better person. And whatever was bothering you before doesn't really matter because it's going to make you see new perspectives, you know? Speaking about kids, what's the Tom Hanks movie that you are excited to show your future kids? Well, I think the, the real answer here is the entire Tom Hanks repertoire. When you asked me to be here, I was like, oh, gosh, I'm not, I, I'm not qualified to be on this Tom Hanks episode because <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that many. I've seen the good ones. But what I realized was, is Tom Hanks some, has some, like, 70-ish movies, right? My number's, like, in the mid-30s. Like, yeah. I've seen half of his movies. And, and wow. granted, like, a quarter of them are not great. Like, you know, Cloud Atlas. Like, I have not seen that movie. <laughs> Nobody has encouraged me to see it. Um, I will, if anybody wants to reach out, uh, you know, my Instagram, Twitter, at Jimmy Diesel. Like, let me know if you think Cloud Atlas is the best movie ever. I will give it a try. Um, But uh, I think this question is really about like, you know, sort of how old are the kids, right? And I feel like I have like the progression, right? So I I sort of have three answers for this, but they're not... For different age times. Yeah, so it's like, like, uh, you know, the progression of, you know, their journey with with Tom Hanks. Um, So the first one, and I'm trying to keep all the Pixar stuff out of this because, you know, they're not really Tom Hanks movies. Sure, he's voicing them and they are Tom Hanks movies. But as far as like Tom Hanks, the guy, the face, you know, that you you see on the screen, that character that he plays is is not represented in the Pixar movies, which is okay. If we're going to go there for one little bit, it's it's Toy Story. Kids got to see Toy Story. Yes. Um, They are not going to see this as a Tom Hanks movie. That's okay, But they're going to have to see it. Uh, so the next one is is big. Yes. Right about that, like, you know, right around hitting that 10 years old number. For the teens. Yeah, right. Right before you become an angsty teenager, this is the movie you got to see. You, you just want to see a kid who's struggling with being excited about anything in life. And by some, you know, 
random event, you are now the executive at a toy company. <laughs> I mean, come on. Right? You have a giant penthouse apartment with <laughs> wood floors, just rollerblade everywhere, skateboard everywhere. I guess growing up, when I first saw this movie, I was like, this is it. This is my life. I'm going to have a giant apartment. Um, I'm not going to care about girls that much, but I want them to care about me. I want this entire uh, home to be filled with toys and bounce houses and, and, and all, everything you could imagine. And when somebody wants an opinion on what toy to make, they're going to come to me and ask me. Like, this was my dream. When I saw this movie, I was like, I don't know how anybody would do anything else if they could do this, you know? And next next part of the question. Next age. Yeah, so next age, Apollo 13. What age is that? Eh, that's, you know, I mean, they could watch it the next day. But that, that's, that's sort of the progression. Because now you're at the point where they can actually um, appreciate real-life drama, you know? Because Big, you can watch and, you know, it doesn't really matter. But Apollo 13 is one of those movies where you're going to sit... Life or death. You, well, yeah, you're going to sit down, you're going to dim the lights in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to... Everyone's going to sit, you know... If we're going for popcorn, we're all going to pause the movie. We're not going to be walking around, talking yeah. about... Like, you've got to focus. And so whenever the kid is ready for, for that sort of level of... Um, I don't know, but that's, that's a long movie, though. So I think you got to do it, like, mid-teens, late-teens, so they can, you know, sit down, have the attention to focus on it. Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, every kid's different. I mean, I'm matured, definitely... Your kids are definitely going to have 80, ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, they'll be way better medication by then, though, so they'll be okay. Um, whenever, whenever they're ready to, you know, be able to grasp, you know, life-death type situations... Um, and understand what it means to them, you know, and learn something about the history of, you know, our space program. Mm-hmm. And right now, I mean, like our space program is, is, is crazy. Like, you know, not NASA necessarily. Um, it's okay. Uh, but we got like SpaceX and uh, Origin, Battlestar Galactica. What's uh, what's Jeff Bezos company? Blue Origin. Blue Origin. Okay. But, you know, like it's a very exciting time for space. I'm actually currently watching uh, For All Mankind on Apple TV. Mm. Uh, cannot more highly recommend the show. And, you know, just thinking about how the space program is like, I want my kids to, to be excited about space. I think space is one of the things that has, t- you know, inspired Americans. Um, go Like, being the country that leads the space race and uh, is sort of like just the core, like the, the all-American, like, let's get this thing. Let's, be all we yeah, can yeah, be. Yeah, be all we can be. Yeah, that's, be that's it. Yeah. That's, yeah, same thing. Well, yeah, like, you know, let's be the best at this thing yeah. because we can. It was a common goal throughout the, comp- yeah. the country and it, it united people. Um, and I think I think that's what I like about it. And uh, yeah, Apollo thirteen. Kids gotta love space. I want my kid to love space. And then I want him to see all the Star Treks and all the Star Wars and realize, oh my gosh, this is what the future is going to be like. I could get on board with this. <laughs> all right, calm down. Calm all right, down. all right. I'm good. I'm good. We've got Apollo thirteen, big and Toy Story as the kids' movies. That's awesome. Yeah, I will not repeat those answers for anything else. Those are locked in. All okay, right. those are locked in the vault. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> in the time capsule. <laughs> okay, we're about halfway through the capsule questions. I've got a pop quiz for you. It's five true or false questions all about Tom Hanks. Oh my gosh. If you can guess four out of five correct, you will win a Sheriff Woody doll that is autographed by absolutely no one. <laughs> all right, sure. I mean, you know, do I do I have to put it on my walls? Uh, yeah, well, or, yeah, okay. You better. Okay, so first question. 
Tom Hanks is set to star as Geppetto in the live-action adaptation for Disney of Pinocchio. True or false? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, true. That's correct. It is true. It is uh, going to be directed by Robert Zemeckis, and they're filming it right now, apparently. Oh, Zemeckis. Okay. True or false? Steven Spielberg and Hanks have made five movies together. Oh, gosh. I don't know about the number here. Um... Talk it out now. Just talk it out. Gosh, I'm, I'm trying to think of uh, how many Spielberg was across. What about the uh, the Da Vinci Code series? Was That, that was Spielberg? Ron Howard. Oh, um, I'm going to say false because I'm, I'm struggling to come up with one. Um, so I'm going to say false. It is false. Okay. The four, so there was. Wait, can I, can I throw out a couple more just to guess? Uh-huh. Terminal? That's correct. Saving Mr. Banks? No. Okay. But another saving, saving Pirate Ryan. Okay. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Sully? No. <sighs> that was Clint Eastwood. Um, hmm. We said Catch Me If You Can. There's Bridge. one more, one of the most recent Spielberg movies. Bridges. In the last... Bridges Spies? There you go. Bridges oh, Spies. Bridges Spies. Okay, okay. So, all right, all right, all right. This makes sense now. But I, I knew it couldn't be that many. I couldn't, I couldn't think of any. All right, question three. All right. Hanks is the youngest person to receive the American Film Institute's Lifetime Achievement Award. Youngest Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm going to say true. True is correct. Okay, all right, good. It was presented to him in June 2002 by who else but Steven Spielberg. Right, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 of course. Um, <laughs> I've, I remember that speech, and uh, Stephen gave, gave a... Uh, well, I, I cried. I cried. No, 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 I watched it uh, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember them saying he was the youngest, so that I wasn't cheating. Uh, that was a genuine answer. All right. Number four, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks have been in three movies together. False. It's just two. Those two would be? Uh, you've got mail and sleeps in Seattle. That is incorrect. There's three. The first one was Joe versus the oh, Volcano. Oh, gosh, I forget about that one. I never saw it. That's another one that's sort of on that, like, you know, hanging Chad list of my uh, Tom uh -huh. Hanks. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Tom's not going to like that answer. All right. Final question. Uh, quick uh, thing about Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, I was thinking about this. You know, they, they did Sleepless in Seattle. Then they did You Got Mail, which is effectively the same movie, right? Pretty, yeah, it's, yeah. The same. It's the yeah. same sort of uh -huh. thing, right? Uh-huh. And they spent a lot of time together, and you've got mail. Mm -hmm. And I think they realized. Sleepless in Seattle. I looked this up yesterday because I was actually curious. Their face-to-face -face screen time? Their face-to-face -face screen time. How many minutes? In Seattle? In Sleepless in Seattle. Mm. It's just the Eiffel Tower, or the um, Empire State Building, right? It's like... Yeah. It's like two minutes? Two minutes. You nailed it. Like, wow. exactly. In a 109-minute movie, they have screen time for two minutes. Crying the entire two minutes, of course, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, wild. All right, so you're currently... The fourth question you got wrong. So you're three, four, four right now. This is your four for five chance. Oh, okay. This is four the fifth question. Five. Tom Hanks is known for collecting pinball machines. I mean, I have no clue. But a story like this has got to be true. got to be true. <laughs> uh, I'm going uh, to say true to this one. It is actually false. Oh, damn it! <laughs> he does collect something that people do know about. It is 
typewriters. He collects, he's collected over 250 of them, and he claims that 90% of them are in perfect working order. He talks about this in the documentary California Typewriter, if you're interested in, in typewriters. God, I didn't know that. I mean, I, I think the thing I, I, I think I thought that was going to be true really was, you know, I'm seeing him play the pinball machine and big, you know, in there. He bought a couple pinball machines for big. Yeah. Sadly, you do not win the Woody doll. I'm so, I'm so oh sad. Oh my gosh. What, where, where's your prices? Right. Yeah. All right. It's time for a small break. So if you could give us your famous Carson Daly line, we'll go out. We'll be right back with more after this. All right, James, tell me, what do you think is the funniest Tom Hanks movie? It is a clear winner. Turner and Hooch. Oh, old school. Well, yeah, I mean, that was his, those were his funny movies. I remember watching this, um, you know, as a kid around, you know, 10 years old or something like that. And I think it was my dad that, that really made me embrace the comedy of this movie. But like, you know, uh, if, if you're not familiar, like, you know, Tom Hanks is a detective um, working for the police and, you know, he's, he's trying to move to the big city and he's sort of, you know, you know, trying to just make that next advance in his career. Um, but, you know, one of his old, uh, an old friend of his, uh, who, who he loves, this old man who he takes care of and is like one, you know, of course, endearing Tom Hanks character, mm-hmm. um, is taking care of this old man and he gets murdered, this guy. But he has this, this dog that hates Tom Hanks, okay? And after the guy dies, you know, he makes it his mission now to find out who killed him. And as a detective, he's got the skills needed to do the job and... But what's he going to do with this dog? The funniest scene from the movie is when they're they're on a stakeout. And he and the dog have kind of bonded at this point. But, you know, stakeouts. He's sitting there for long periods of time. You got the, the dog sitting in the shotgun. And he's just, and I love dogs. So, like, I got a heart for this, like, you know, sort of a experience. Just, you know, you alone with your dog in a car. Nothing to do. And this dog has just got this slime coming out of his, you know, just like seven inches of slime hanging down from his mouth. And he's like, and Tom looks at him. He's like, oh my god, like, what? How? How is this even possible? And like, now he's like having this whole dialogue with the dog about the slime and the thing. And and of course, the the dog's shaking his head and flapping. The slime goes everywhere. It's just, it's hilarious. It's uh, not a movie that I think is intended to be very funny, but I think just the interplay between Tom Hanks and this dog really did it for me. And and like I said earlier, my dad, like, he could not get over how funny. Um, it was with this this dog. I think if you if you don't like dogs, I don't think it's actually going to ring um, true to you. But uh, it's it's great. It's a great movie, regardless. Turning huge. Yeah, we're gonna have to put that on a backyard movie night, I guess. Okay, I have I have a weird question for you. What non Tom Hanks movie would have been much better if Tom Hanks would have been in it? So this was this was hard. This was tough for me, but I did come up with an answer that I think is. I think it's the right answer, and I think everybody will agree with me. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Okay. The answer is Love Actually. Okay. okay. And, the, and the reason why is because... In Liam Neeson's No, right no, 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 no. He's not replacing anybody. Okay. I just want one more storyline in Love Actually. <laughs> I want a Tom Hanks storyline. You could have Tom Hanks and his real wife playing... Yeah, exactly. They've never played a part, I don't think. Yeah, just just give me a Tom Hanks storyline. That sounds great. Like <laughs> yeah. that movie could use another. They're all good. 
Another movie that makes me cry. Why not? Um, <laughs> but why not? Let's interweave him in there. Just add yeah. little Tom Just, Hanks. <laughs> okay, is there a Tom Hanks movie character that you relate to? I think there are parts of many of his characters that I sort of relate to. He's been called the everyman. I think that's one of the things that makes uh, Mr. Hanks uh, so successful as an actor is that he is so relatable. There's not a single character I feel like perfectly sort of wraps um, wraps up uh, the answer uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's sort of two answers I came up with uh, that, that I can think of here. You know, when I, when I bought my house, um, I kind of had this, this Tom Hanks feeling about like when he was in the money pit, you know, playing this character, or Walter Field, Fieldstein or whatever his name was. And uh, the whole movie is about him thinking, hey, we got a huge score here. This is a giant house. Price is right. We are going to fix it up. He and his wife buying their first big house, and they're going to fix it up. And every single step of the way, everything's broken. But yeah, I kind of felt like him in this thing. Like every step of the way, oh my gosh, here's twenty thousand here. There's ten thousand here. Oh my god, we got to replace the roof. You know, they're like, oh, the, the chimney needs to be replaced. It was like it's There's so no insulation. Yeah, yeah. Well, Southern California, nobody needs to light a fire. Um, however, you did. You were shooting a film. And you wanted to use my home as a location. You wanted to light a fire in this 100-year-old fireplace. And I said, it has been deemed a fire hazard by every single uh, authority authority that exists. (laughs) Um, And I said, that's fine. I will not be there. That was a real high point in my career. I was like, hey, um, cast and crew, by the way, um, we're going to do a a fire in the fireplace. And by the way, there's a small chance that it could kill all of us. And so just, you know... Have your shoes on. Be ready to go. I'll have the I'll have the fire extinguisher right here next to us. But uh, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It's cool. Plus some of the some of the locks. There's a huge gate on the front door that existed at the time, and there's you know you really couldn't get out of the house unless you had a key. A key. It was, <laughs> yeah. There's no knob on this lock. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah, okay. Not, so you got the birds. Okay. So so no 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 uh, money. Pit. Sorry. Then we get the money. Um, pit. So I I, ha- I have a second answer to this um, because it's sort of like different phases of my life. Money pit, buying the house, you know, whatever. Um, this is another sort of phase of my life that I can relate to Tom Hanks a lot. Um, stay with me here. Um, uh, the the terminal. Uh, <laughs> Victor Navorsky. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. I know. Part of it is uh, I love flying. And I have spent nights in airports many mm-hmm. times chasing status. Uh, you mileage know, runs. Yeah, mileage runs. Sleeping, you know, in Chicago for 18 hours. But, you know, look, miles were, miles were good. Ch- flights were cheap. I got a computer. I can watch stuff. But the real sort of relation that I have to this is he's fallen in love with Catherine Zeta-Jones's character, yeah. right? And she's a flight attendant who's coming in and out of the airport all the time. And he's spending so much time there. So he sees her all the time. And it, it's just, you know, I know as through many moments in my life, I was like, I'm the nice guy. I'm the nice guy who is the unlikely pick for a girl mm-hmm. who is way out of my league. But I, damn it, am going to do everything I can and not try to change myself. I'm just going to try to be as genuine as I can, even though I know there's probably little chances ever going to happen, like shooting for the, the moon. Um, and uh, she embraces it with him for a little bit. And it's such, a, such an amazing moment when, you know, she finally does sort of give in to like, wow, 
This the sweetness. This is a sweet, sweet guy. I've always rooted for that sweet guy that that never gets the girl. Um, nice guys finish last. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, they you know don't end up. But I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. I don't watch it as much as some of the others, like Castaway, which if it is on, it is my jam. <laughs> um, I don't relate to him in Castaway really at all. I, I don't do well not talking to anybody. Um, <laughs> I need a person around. Um, so, yeah, just just that sort of unlikely romantic choice that does everything he can. I, I, I relate to that. I always wanted to be the brave enough guy to, to you know, put together a candlelight dinner and just make it happen um, and hoping she'll accept. All that said, I did find the perfect wife and it's awesome. So, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> and, it lived, and you lived happily ever after. Yeah, right, right. Well, still living, not lived. And That's you, always interesting. They lived happily ever after. Lived. They closed the book and... Yeah, they lived happily ever after. So... Every time they say that, does that kind of imply that they, they... It was past tense. They died. That, they've, that they're dead and gone? I well, mean... I think it comes from the Disney Cinderella uh, storybooks where they actually had you know, a physical book that started and ended the story with pictures and text. So it's like, yeah, a book is past tense, so it's... Is it? It's I think they should change it. I think, it, I think they should change it, and they live and happily, they live ever, live after. happily ever after. I really think they should change it. Who do you know at Disney? Alex Horwich? Alex? Let's let's work on that. <laughs> okay, we've gotten a little tear jerky up until this point, but what is the movie that makes you cry, guaranteed? There's there's no question. There is one that is 100%. I mean, they're honestly they're all 100%. There's no chance that if I watch these from beginning to end, there's no chance that I wouldn't cry in any of these movies. It's going to happen. I I'll give you the um I'll give you the number 1 at the end. Uh-huh. Um so Castaway is is one of them. Which part? Oh my gosh! When, when when the Wilson ball, he when the ball's Wilson. floating away, uh-huh. it's the like. Nah. It's like Wilson. He's so sad. He sees the thing in the boat. I it's you know what it is, and again, it's the music. It's the music because it's like. Um, like Alan Silvestri. You know, like it's it's just uh, pulls on you. Oh gosh, it's so good. Okay, next. All right. Okay. Um, Sleepless in Seattle. <sighs> good uh saving mr banks oh my gosh and again the Which music part? um well multiple parts but i think it's that part when they're like mr disney come in here like he she, um she's dancing oh she's she, dancing she's dancing with her, right. you know, she's and, happy for once. and and they're playing it and her foot starts to tap um uh, travers uh, mrs travers Which right looks just yeah. like mary poppins yeah mrs pop mary poppins, mary poppins. Foot, yeah he walks in there and it's just like this breakthrough character moment and they're singing Forrest Poon Paul Sugar you know like right or whatever the song is uh, oh my gosh this is I, he's, I wiping, hate, he's wiping the tears right now they're coming down I, I hate this question um, The Green Mile this is not a happy moment this is a sad moment so mm-hmm. this one gets me in a sad way most of most of these are all happy uh, Toy Story 3 oh my god did I cry <laughs> during this movie and the worst thing was, and I hate to admit it, but I saw this for the first time on a plane. And I thought, all right, we've seen Toy Story 1, we've seen 2. <laughs> Let me just bang out 3 on a plane real quick. No big deal. Um, my wife and I were on a plane and, you know, we did this thing where, you know, we try to sync the TVs so that we can uh, both watch at the same time. Uh-huh. And we are sitting there and the end where all the toys 
(laughs) (laughs) They're all in the like garbage eating machine, right? You know, and they're going down this thing and it's going into the lobby pit. Yeah. And um, they all start holding hands. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like I can't even get through that. And we had never seen it before. (laughs) The flight attendant's coming. He's like, would you like any more beverages? (laughs) I'm like, go away. Not now. And I don't want to pause the movie because my wife and I, like, we're in sync. And I'd have to pause them both at the same time. <laughs> oh, God. But um, I still watch that. I still will go to that moment um, in that movie just, you know, for for good good cry session. Gosh, it's so good. Yeah. But the winner is. And this is, 100, this is 100% all the time. And it actually happened to me today as I was watching this scene again. Oh, my God. You've got mail. The finale. The finale. This movie is great in so many ways. Not really for crying much throughout most of the movie. I watch the movie and I will sit there and I will sit through the entire movie just so that I can get, you know, the 85 minutes of build up. The pent up, I need a crying, like, perfect moment release. Uh I will watch it all just for the moment where Tom Hanks is walking Joe Fox, F-O-X. He's walking into the park and he's supposed to meet Meg Ryan for the first time. And she's going to find out exactly who this mystery man is, which she kind of thinks is him. Mm -hmm. And the music starts. Somewhere over the rainbow. I think it's the song, too, that gets me. You know, it's perfect. Um, And he starts calling. He's like, Brinkley, Brinkley. And you're like, oh, my God, they're going to see each other. (laughs) And then you see Meg Ryan, as soon as she sees his face, she's like, she's smiling like, ah, what is this guy? Like, no, it can't be him, but I know. Yeah. And she goes through this range of emotions yeah. that, I mean, she should win like, you know, at least a mini little like Oscar or something. I don't know if she won any awards. Probably not. It's, you know, romantic comedy type of thing. But she's so good. Like the range of emotions that goes on, her, like she has on her face in that, seconds. like, yeah, but it probably less actually. And, you know, she's like, oh my gosh, like, this is silly. And then, oh no, like disappointment. But then, and you're wondering, oh my gosh, is she, she going to accept him? And then he comes up to her and he says, she's crying. He's like, don't cry, shop girl. <laughs> and he's so like, he's, he's so cool at that very moment. Cause he's like, I got it. I want, I, I want her heart, you know, mm-hmm. even though she thought I was such an asshole, like I did it through a weird way, a little bit of deceit, which, you know, whatever, but, oh God, that scene, uh, I flipped it on, uh, yesterday <laughs> just as like, see, does this work to still generate the tears? Um, 100% like, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with the music too. Um, but, uh, gosh, so good. Yeah. That's my final answer. And he's sticking to it. Yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm crying right now just thinking about it. Don't cry, Jimmy Diesel. Don't cry. That almost made my quotes answer, too. <laughs> but I only say it to my wife, you know, like if she puts eye drops in her eye, you know, and, and uh-huh. you know, like and one comes out and like, don't cry, shop girl. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it's, it's, it's nice, you know, when you ever throw that line out, you know, in, in, in any kind of a situation with, with a, a few people, mm-hmm. the people that know it. Yeah. You know they're good people because they know exactly what moment you're talking about. And that means something to them, too. It's sort of my litmus test for, um, you know, a good... Will we get along? Yeah. Will, will this person be able to understand um, 
real emotion of a Tom Hanks film, I think, is, uh, is a good litmus test. You, you should try it out sometime. Should try that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard because not, people don't really that, they don't cry that often in public. Yeah, and they don't have to. It's okay. But if they got some clear eyes and it falls down their face. <laughs> I'll meet them with the tissue. Okay, we've got a couple more questions left here. All right, I'll try to keep them snappy. I'm sorry. Okay. Tom Hanks, Salt of the Earth. What movie would you choose to sum up the good of humanity? This is what we're going to send out to the aliens to say, hey, this is the good side of us. Can you give me um, a tissue? You want? Um, I'll get an for, actual yeah, tissue for uh, from the, the last one got me really going here. <laughs> Please cut this out. <laughs> All right. Um, I think uh, a lot of uh, Tom Hanks characters can have so many strong uh, pieces of character that I think are, are good for humanity. But for me, I think the hands down sort of winner is Forrest Gump. I mean, he is a societal outsider. Nobody likes him. Um, he deals with all these struggles. He's got an intellectual sort of disability. But what I love most about his character in this film is that He's incapable of being insincere, which I was always brought up in a home where you tell the truth no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, and um, his character in this film is a he's authentic. Uh, he's almost like a kid where he just doesn't know how to lie. He just speaks from his heart. Yeah, I feel like it's 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 the kind of movie um, I walk away and go, how could I be a little bit more like this guy? You know, in him and his, his disabilities, it makes you empathetic towards him. I think it's a, a movie that teaches empathy. Um, and I want folks to have more empathy in this world. You know, I want them to um, care about what matters to other people. And the love that he has in his heart um, is just bigger. Uh, it, it, it's so huge. He loves everybody he comes in contact with and wants to help them however he can without thinking twice about it. You know, he, he loves his mama, you know, uh, he loves his Jenny. Um, he loves his kid. He loves his country. He loves his Lieutenant Dan, the guy who was an asshole to him, you know, and you see that relationship turn a corner and it just makes you, um, it makes you believe that if I was just a, a person that would love unconditionally, wouldn't that make the world a better place? You know, cause it does. And it's, it, and this, the, the story props, uh, props up this guy, um, Forrest Gump, who has a struggle at every single turn in his life. Yeah. But around the bend from each one of those challenging situations, he succeeds. He blows it out of the park. You know, like, well, since I was a gazillionaire, I cut that grass for free. You know, <laughs> like, he's like, I made a million dollars and I'm still going to mow the lawn because... I just enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it's it 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 makes you want a, a simpler life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important, you know, for everybody to to feel a little bit of that. Um, if the aliens came here and we wanted to sum up the good of humanity and, and what it meant to be a genuine person, which I think is really what what the world um, is about, is you know us as us as people. It's still about connections and who we are and who we are to each other. And I'd want the aliens to come here too and be able to do that um, and see, wow, this is what it means to be a good person. Yeah. We need to talk about Lieutenant Dan. 
and how Lieutenant Dan was just a dick to Forrest for so much of the movie. And then he finally comes around. He's like, I'll be your, your first mate. Forrest Gump really showed what it means to kill someone with kindness. He was just kind to him the entire time. He never batted an eye. And he just always just gave kindness and respect to his lieutenant. And it eventually ended in a great friendship. Yeah. He was at his wedding with Jenny, and he's like, he's got new legs. You know, he's there. <laughs> Magic legs. <laughs> Magic legs. Uh, so when, when, when Lieutenant Dan does come back um, <laughs> to be his first mate, that's probably one of the funniest scenes <laughs> of all time. You know, and I think I cried during that one, too. Gosh, this movie kills me, too. Um, you know, he's, he's on the boat, <laughs> and the boat's coming in, and he sees Lieutenant Dan sitting on the dock over there, and he's waving at him, and... And uh, it just comes over him and he jumps right off the boat, even though the, it's He's... moving at a few knots, like headed towards the shore. <laughs> and he climbs up on there. He's like, Lieutenant Dan. He's like, yeah, well, if you ever needed a, if you ever had a shrimping boat, I'd say, you'd, you know, I'd be your first mate. And he's like, well, you know, how'd you find me? He asked him some questions. He's like, you wrote me a letter, you idiot. <laughs> you know? And uh, still kind of an asshole smoking a cigar or something in the wheelchair. And, and then the boat crashes into the side of the dock. Oh, my gosh. That is just, it's so good. Um, and then that moment where Lieutenant Dan, you know, has his change of heart and, you know, goes to bat for him against those girls who are starting to make fun of him, you know, on New Year's Eve or whatever. Yeah. Ruins his entire night, you know, with these girls who he realizes, you know, it's, it's not... It's not important what matters to me. This guy, this guy saved my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be a guy that saves somebody's life like that. And I hope that I get the chance to save your life someday, if that's what it comes to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, that's, that's enough for me. Um, yeah, fantastic movie. One of my favorites, if not my favorite of all time. I know. I, Which... I've, been, I've been holding back um, <laughs> to not talk about it too much. Which does bring us to the final question, which is if you had to lock yourself in a bunker and only take one movie that you could watch on repeat of Tom Hanks's, which one would it be? I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it's Forrest Gump. That's the one. There's no doubt about it. I would watch that over and over and over and over again. It's got everything. Yeah. I would say, honestly, a close second is Castaway. I don't know what it is. And people think I'm losing my mind um, when, I, when I tell people how much I love this movie. But there's just something about it. If, if it's on the TV, if I, if I turn on the TV or somebody's got it playing, like, like I'm locked. It's two hours of just Tom. Right. right. Like you just get in. And, and maybe maybe that's all I need is two hours of Tom's Tom Hanks on on the screen. Not to distract too much from the real answer, which is you lock me in a bunker and you give me one film to watch. It's it's Forrest Gump of the Tom Hanks collection. For, it's Forrest Gump. Yeah. I know it's your answer, too. I don't even have to. You're going to laugh your ass off. You're going to probably cry. It's got an amazing soundtrack and it has so many it has so many life lessons. And just a great message overall on, on how we should all, like you said, we should all be a little kinder to everyone, give a little more respect, and just speak from the heart. Uh, yeah, there's just tons of characters who teach you something about the human condition and opens up your heart to hopefully inject a little bit more of that into your own life. Mm -hmm. All right, James. 
It's time to close your capsule, which means I need you to do the Foley sound effects of your capsule. Oh, my gosh. God, I totally forgot about this part of the episode. Um, yeah, let's let's do it. Um... That's pushing in the code to lock it. That was dropping it into the ground, I think. I appreciate that you that you vacuum sealed it. Like that's you, know, well, I mean, you I, always think about the details. You might want to throw a VHS in there. That that sucker is gonna need to be in a <laughs> uh, a vacuum space to to last longer than a decade. <laughs> All right. James, my best friend. Thanks for coming on and doing the Tom Hanks episode. It means a lot to me. Thanks for inviting me. If you want to see a recap of all of James's choices, uh, you can go to lukechaney.com slash MTC, which is actually James's idea to see a recap of where you can actually find these things. So thank you, James, for suggesting that. Yeah, people want to know where they can find, where they find out what these movie choices were. Exactly, exactly. As always, I will leave you with a movie quote. Of course, it's a, it's a Tom Hanks quote from, for this episode. The quote is... So now I know what I have to do. I have to keep breathing. And tomorrow the sun will rise. And who knows what the tide will bring. <laughs>